What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. If this is your first time listening, thanks. Really appreciate you being here. If it's not your first time listening, man, thanks for coming back. Really, really, really appreciate your time. And today, um, we start off the Finn Sports Football Podcast with some sad news. Um, at least in my opinion, it, it's it's sad news. Uh, Bobby McCain was informed today per sources um, by the Miami Dolphins that he would be released. And while the news isn't shocking, right? The news uh, shouldn't be shocking to anyone considering that the Dolphins have so many safeties uh, on this roster right now. And while it wasn't uh, surprising at all, it's still upsetting to me. Bobby McCain, um, while a lot of people might remember him for the last two years of him playing free safety, the Bobby McCain I remember was the Pro Bowl caliber nickel corner. And Bobby McCain was a fifth round draft pick in 2015. And in general, in the NFL, if you earn a second contract, that typically means you're a very good player. Uh, you don't, it, it's hard enough to make it in the NFL, let alone make it as a fifth round draft pick, earn a second contract, and have that substantial of a role on a team for five years. Um, and so Bobby McCain was always a player to me that I really had a lot of respect for. And I think honestly, his time in Miami, yeah, the writing was on the wall. We have Brandon Jones, we have Javon Holland now. And between one of those guys, you're going to be able to replace what Bobby McCain gave you. And on top of that, you add the fact that by cutting Bobby McCain, we're saving $5.7 million. Um, and so Bobby McCain's time was coming to an end and we all saw it. But I just want to remind people of you know Bobby McCain and his impact that he had with the team. For the last two years, Bobby McCain has been the leader of the defense. Xavier Howard has been the guy that on defense has been our best asset, but Bobby McCain has been the quarterback of the defense for the last two years, and he's been a guy that has provided sparks for the defense. He's a guy that while limited physically, uh, we saw that plenty of times where he, he was limited with his tackling ability, his ability to play free safety. Despite that, he was always one of the hardest competitors, one of the most feisty, one of the most um, willing to put his body on the line for the team type of guys that we had. And so I really wanted to spend this time uh, to, to you know just talk about Bobby McCain because while I do understand why we moved on from him and I agree with the move, it is upsetting uh, because you know I believe that Bobby McCain has a uh, has a good one to two years left at least. Uh, especially if a team signs him to play nickel corner, which I would in a heartbeat if I were another team. Uh, Bobby McCain is going to be a great impact starter for some team within the next, I, I don't know, I think teams would be jumping uh, to try to sign him. Now, I did see that, uh, I, I think it was a couple of days ago, um, that I saw a, a Twitter user um, what what's his name? Jason Sarney. Uh, and he posted like a day or two ago that expect a trade to happen and you might not be happy with it, but expect a trade to happen because it'll make sense for the Dolphins fiscal future. Um, meaning cap situation. 
and a trade didn't happen, reached out to him. I said, look, Jason, is this like what you were talking about? And he said, yes, my belief uh, is that they tried to trade him possibly and there were no suitors for him. I don't understand that. If I were a team, uh, again, I don't know the Dolphins asking price. They might have been asking for a lot because Bobby McCain was a starter and a leader for the defense. Um, But no one wanted to trade for Bobby McCain. So he hits the open market now. Dolphins save $5.7 million in cap space. We officially are able to sign all of the draft uh, selections uh, with the money that we have. Um, And so with with the cut um, of Bobby McCain, with his release, a lot of people are wondering now, A, does that mean that the Dolphins are going to sign Malik Hooker? Because... A day or two ago, the Dolphins hosted Malik Hooker for a visit. He left Miami without a contract signing. Typically, that means that, not that it won't happen, but typically that means he's going to weigh other options first. Because if he went to Miami and he liked the offer, he's already visited the Steelers. Uh, I believe he's visited the Cowboys. If if he wanted to sign with the Dolphins, he would have left with a contract. But I think he's trying to weigh more options. Um, so a lot of people have been asking, look, now that Bobby McCain is gone, does that mean that the Dolphins are going to sign Malik Hooker? Does that mean Javon Holland's going to replace him? And while my initial reaction, my initial belief was the Dolphins are probably going to replace him with Javon Holland, I was informed of something. I was listening to three yards per carry and they were talking about how in his last year in 2019, Javon Holland played like 24 snaps at free safety, but he mainly played at nickel corner. And so while the appeal of Javon Holland is he basically has the exact same skill set as Bobby McCain. He's a leader. He could be the quarterback of your defense. Um, He can play nickel corner. He can play free safety. He, excuse me, he can return uh, punts because Bobby McCain could do that. He just didn't. Um, While Javon Holland does offer you all the same um, traits that Bobby McCain gives you, uh, I'm not so sure, you know, based off of people that have a lot of credibility, based off how they're talking about Javon Holland, it almost makes me believe that they would play him in nickel, which if that's the case, I don't really understand it because you signed Nick Needham and you signed Justin Coleman. Uh, For me, if it was my best guess, I don't think the Dolphins will sign Malik Hooker. Now watch, in about two hours after I record this podcast, they're going to sign Malik Hooker. (laughs) But if it were me and I was just putting my money on one thing, I would guess that the Dolphins uh, were going to either roll with Brandon Jones or Javon Holland to replace Bobby McCain. No idea who it will be. Uh, to be honest with you, um, because the Dolphins use a three safety set. They always usually have three safeties on the field. We saw that last year. There was Eric Rowe, who is basically a tight end uh, cornerback, if that makes sense. Like He wasn't really a safety. He basically just covered tight ends. And then you had Brandon Jones and Bobby McCain. So with Bobby McCain gone, I would expect... Eric Rowe to continue doing what he does, just cover the tight ends in man coverage. And I would anticipate that your starting safeties would be Brandon Jones 
and Javon Holland. I would assume. And if that's the case, yes, there's going to be a learning curve for Javon Holland. There's a learning curve for all rookies, uh, without a doubt. But Javon Holland and Brandon Jones at safety, between the athleticism, the leadership, better at tackling, uh, Javon Holland is much better at um, coverage uh, in the nickel. Uh, he's going to be a much better, just as far as raw athleticism, he's just a much better fit in the Brian Flores scheme. Uh, so if if it were my best guess, I would assume that the Dolphins just really feel confident in Javon Holland, and they're going to roll with the three tight or the three safeties with Eric Rowe, basically being a cornerback for tight ends, and then they're going to have Brandon Jones and Javon Holland as your safeties. And this is something I've been talking about really for a while. I, I've said that Brandon Jones last year showed, in my opinion, that he's going to take that next step in year two, and he's going to have a very um, extended role on the defense. And I would expect, you know, Brandon Jones to be a full-time starter this year. And Javon Holland, from every indication that the coaches have given us, uh, beat writers who have inside intel, quote-unquote, because I question even that, <laughs> with, with the Chris Greer era, because no one really does. But... You know, just off my feelings of Javon Holland and Brandon Jones, I was very, very high on them. I talked about it in my safety ranking videos. Uh, safety is my favorite position on defense. I love playing it. I love watching safeties. Um, so I've always loved Brandon Jones, and I really, really like Javon Holland. He was my number one safety when I did my safety rankings. And, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility to say, hey, starting day one, Javon Holland and Brandon Jones will be your starting safeties and Eric Rowe will be covering your tight ends basically as a, a, a safety slash cornerback. Um, but yeah, so Dolphins are saving $5.7 million in cap space, which is definitely good because you need to be able to sign your draft picks and also have room to sign small players maybe as the offseason progresses as the season goes along, you always like to head into a season with about, you know, two. I, I I think that you should head into a season with two to five million, if you can, in cap space. The Dolphins now uh, will be able to do that. Now, there's some other signings or other players, because a lot of people keep saying, and I keep saying it all the time, why is Jakeem Grant not being cut? And the reason why Jakeem Grant's not being cut is because, one, he's a camp body. As much as people do not want him on the team, and as expendable as he is now that you have Jalen Waddell, Will Fuller, and a guy in Javon Holland who is a very good punt returner, Jakeem Grant, if cut right now, would be a $2.8 million saving and a $1.8 million dead money. So it's a $1 million difference, right? 1.8 to 2.8. If you cut him after June 1st, he then is only a $600,000 dead money, which that is a jump of $1.2 million right there. And you save $4.1 million versus 2.8. So I have no reason to believe that the Dolphins will wait to cut Jakeem Grant or, or they will cut Jakeem Grant right now. I have every indication that they will wait. Um, because you look at Bobby McCain, right? 
Bobby McCain by keeping him till June 1st, we would have saved an extra 0.7 million dollars, like $700,000. So that's not that much. So we were just like, yeah, let's cut him right now. But Jakeem Grant, not only do you save an extra $1.3 million, but you have to pay him $1.2 million less on his contract. Again, if you cut him right now, 1.8 in dead money, 2.9 in um, gain. So, you know, I don't anticipate the Dolphins cutting him anytime soon. I would expect them to wait until they see what they have in Javon Holland as a punt returner, Robert Foster, see what they have with Will Fuller and Jalen Waddell, because Jakeem Grant is always a camp body. You can always keep him so that not everyone's taking as many reps, especially Devontae Parker. You can have Jakeem Grant out there running more routes so that Devontae Parker is not, you know, possibly getting injured. Jakeem Grant should be a June 1st cut. I don't know that for sure, He could get cut today. Who knows? But if the Dolphins cut him today, it's a $2.8 million saving versus a 4.1. So even if they did cut him today, I would anticipate it being labeled as a June 1st cut, meaning he's not officially off the roster until June 1st. That could very well happen. Um, But yeah, so I've seen that a lot. How come the Dolphins aren't cutting Jakeem Grant? It's because Chris Greer is doing exactly what I'm doing right now but to a far greater degree. He's looking at his roster and saying, what players are expendable? What players can I cut right now? And what players can I wait maybe a little and save more money to cut them? Bobby McCain was one of those players where you look at the contract and you only gain 0.7 million by waiting, you know, um, uh, one more month. It's better off to just cut him. You have a lot of safeties, cut him, be able to sign your rookies now and then worry about the rest later. Now, players that are currently on the Dolphins roster that I anticipate to be cut in the future, like like June 1st cuts. Uh, the first one, we talked about Jakeem Grant. If the Dolphins cut Jakeem Grant post June 1st, it's a $4.1 million savings. Okay, $4.1 million. If the Dolphins cut Jesse Davis... Post June 1st, now that they have Larnell Coleman, uh, Fluker, they have a lot of depth really at the offensive line position. If they cut Jesse Davis now, it's a $2.5 million savings. If they cut him post June 1st, it's a $3.5 million savings. It's really 3.6 and 2.6. So that's another player where, you know, a, a million dollar extra if you just wait you know, four weeks, that could be a guy that might get cut now, or they might wait till camp as a camp body, uh, or they could keep him. But Jesse Davis is a guy to look out for because, again, just by cutting Jakeem Grant and Jesse Davis, the Dolphins would save $7.7 million in cap space just by cutting Jakeem Grant and Jesse Davis post June 1st. Um, trying to see other players that could be out of here. Uh, Clayton Fedulum is a guy where the Dolphins could cut him now or after June 1st. They owe him zero guaranteed money regardless. So if Clayton Fedulum is going to be off the roster, it can happen at any time. They're not gaining any money by cutting him later um, or sooner. So the Dolphins, if they cut Clayton Fedulum, 
that would be another $2.5 million saved. So you do the math, okay? 2.5 if you cut Clayton Fedulum, uh, 4.1 if you cut Jakeem Grant, and 3.6, um, that's $10.2 million, okay? $10.2 million the Dolphins could save by cutting Jakeem Grant, Jesse Davis, and Clayton Fedulum. I personally think I could be 100% wrong. I personally think that the Dolphins will 100% cut those players I just mentioned. I have no inside information to, to believe that. I have no, you know, reason to say that. But none of those players I just mentioned, Clayton Fedulum, Jakeem Grant, Jesse Davis, none of those players are necessary on this team anymore. Jesse Davis, they got, you know, between David Fluker um, and Larnell Coleman, you no longer really need Jesse Davis. Okay, you have players that can swing, um, play swing tackle. You have players that they might train to play any position. Jakeem Grant, we talked plenty in detail about why he's not needed anymore. And then Clayton Fedulum, look, you signed... Uh, players, uh, Brennan Scarlett and Duke Riley in the offseason that have plenty of uh, special teams ability. Um, so those three players are not really needed on this team anymore at all. Like not even a little bit. And by cutting those three players, you now save $10.2 million. And guys, let's not forget, there's a certain player on this team named Xavier Howard. You may have forgotten about him that is reported to want a contract extension. So if the Dolphins plan on getting Xavier Howard back, I don't know if Xavier Howard will try to sit out or if him and his agent are going to be okay with going into the season with their current contract. But if the Dolphins plan on signing Xavier Howard, they need to create more cap space. And by cutting Jakeem Grant, Jesse Davis, and Clayton Fedulum, you now have enough money to sign Xavier Howard. And for me, I would much rather cut three players that are not necessary for this team rather than go into the season as a stalemate with our best defensive player. Just my personal opinion. Um, now, there's also Albert Wilson. Uh, I talked about Albert Wilson a little bit, like way long ago before the offseason even started. Albert Wilson, his role on the team now after signing Jalen Waddle is very much in question. Uh, but he's one of those players, again, I it doesn't give me the option to cut him post-June 1st. If the Dolphins cut him right now, they would save $2.8 million, but they would be in dead money 2.3. So it's not really that much of a difference if you traded him uh, you gain an extra million in savings. And I'm not sure about a June 1st cut because it doesn't give me that option to do that. Um, but Albert Wilson, you know, as I, I think that he has uh, upside. He could be good for this team. You know, I mean, if they're going traditional tight ends uh, on the field and not using a slot position for Mike Kosicki, if you have Will Fuller, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Devontae Parker on the field in an empty set, 
with, you know, a tight end like Hunter Long or Mike Kosicki on the line, if you're a defense, you're kind of crapping your pants because it's like, damn, I have to worry about Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller, but Albert Wilson also is great at yards after catch. And then, oh yeah, Mike Kosicki's on the line of scrimmage, but also I have to worry about him. And I know he's not going to block, but that's not the point. Uh, so Albert Wilson, I think, still has a role on this team. Certainly is a camp body, uh, for sure. So I don't anticipate Albert Wilson being cut anytime soon either. Um, again, if it were my guess, I would say Jakeem Grant and Jesse Davis should be June 1st cuts. Whether they get cut now and they're labeled as June 1st cuts, that's a different conversation. Um, but I expect them to be June 1st cuts. And Clayton Fedulum, he can be cut right now if you wanted. He could be cut right now. He could be cut July 1st. It's the same savings. So maybe they want to use him as a camp body. Maybe they just want to cut him to have the room to sign Xavier Howard. Completely, entirely a mystery and up to them. But those are three players to keep an eye on. If it, if it were just my guess, I would say Jakeem Grant, Jesse Davis, and Clayton Fedulum should be the next Bobby McCain's where... They're expendable now. There's really no need for them on the team. And it just continues the trend of the Dolphins rebuild, which is let's get cheaper and let's get younger. And when you have a coach and a coaching staff that Brian Flores has assembled that can develop talent the way they have, you look at the Miles Gaskins, the Andrew Van Ginkles, the rookies. We had the most rookies start last year in the whole entire NFL by a large margin. And we won 10 games. Um, when you have that confidence that I can develop young players, you no longer need to keep these veteran guys. And I know they add the appeal of leadership. I completely get that. And Bobby McCain will be greatly missed. I'll miss him as a Dolphin. However, if you have other players like Xavier Howard, like Christian Wilkins, Hopefully some of these rookies like Javon Holland who are praised about their leadership qualities. You get some more of these guys that are young and upcoming and can be leaders. The Dolphins are doing this the right way. They are betting on themselves on being able to develop players. And that is something real quick that I'd like to talk about. Because for me, the missing piece to the Dolphins organization from the front office standpoint has always been developing players because the Dolphins to me for the last, I don't know how many years, have always been a place where players come, we sign them for a lot of money, and then we're not able to develop them. We get good players like Jarvis Landry. We get good players like Laramie Tunsil, but we're not able to get players in the fifth, sixth round and develop them into something. That's been the missing piece to this team as far as a draft perspective goes. And so if you now have a coaching staff that is able to sign young players in the draft and develop them, you no longer need to keep these loaded contracts for all these, you know, veteran players like Kyle Van Noy, Eric Flowers. And I talked about this on a Twitter space yesterday uh, that was started by Professor Klump. I said that the Dolphins, the way to view Dolphins free agency last year was basically they rented a bunch of guys. 
They paid a bunch of guys a lot of money last year because they could to help them win games and so that they could develop the young players underneath them and eventually ship off all the old players after they were groomed. That's exactly what the Dolphins did. Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, Eric Flowers, Jordan Howard didn't work out. Um, But you look at all the free agents we signed last year and the little amount of dead cap that we have towards them, the Dolphins basically rented them. They paid a high premium because normally when you rent something, you pay more than if you were to buy it, right? We see that all the time, monthly payments. You can buy the whole thing for $150 a year or you could pay, you know, $15 a month to where if you do $15 a month, it actually is more than $150 or you could just buy it all at once. The Dolphins basically just rented. We're going to do year by year and we're going to pay a lot more than we should, but after a year, we're going to be able to get out for no penalty. That's what the Dolphins did with all of their free agents from last year. And, you know, that's that. if you look at the mold for doing that, I've been saying Bill Belichick has done that year after year after year. And yes, I understand it's different because he has the greatest quarterback of all time or he had the greatest quarterback of all time. But I saw him do that on defense constantly. Their defense was always really good. Because he knew I can develop players, I trust my scheme, I trust my coaches. So he would just get people like Chase Winovich uh, or JC Jacksons, and he would just develop them, and he would get, you know, big time free agents on defense for like a year or two, and then he would just ship them off. Because he's like, I don't need you anymore. The guys that I needed to develop are developed, they're here, I don't need you anymore. And that's basically what Brian Flores and Chris Greer are doing. Uh, they, uh, again, like it's, uh, to me, it's masterful. I think it's a beautiful and phenomenal way to, to build a team. Um, and again, yeah, yeah. Th- did we spend a lot of money that was quote unquote wasted last year? I guess, but all of those people helped contribute to our 10 wins. And again, the dolphins had the money to spend last year. That's the thing. Like money isn't something in the cap, like, that's going to decrease every year. No one knew that the, the no one knew that the pandemic was going to happen. At the time, Chris Greer's thinking, "Yeah, I'll just rent these guys. I have the money, I'll pay a lot, and after they're, you know, after my young players have developed under Flores, I'll just get rid of them." It just so happened that the pandemic happened and now the cap is lower. But if the cap were raised right now and the Dolphins went into the offseason with like million in cap space and we would have cut all the after we would have cut all those players you'd be thinking about the Dolphins offseason last year a lot differently the only problem is we had to cut players and between that and the reduced cap it looked like the Dolphins wasted a whole offseason when really they didn't they just paid more than they could have or should have because they rented them for one year and that's it that's the only way to look at it so the Dolphins now Trusting their ability to draft, trusting their ability to draft uh, and and develop players like Andrew Van Ginkle, Miles Gaskin, Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis, Brandon Jones. Uh, they feel confident that they don't need those veterans on the team anymore. Let's get younger, let's get cheaper, um, and let's roll. So those are overall my thoughts on who I expect the Dolphins to cut. We talked about Bobby McCain. Thank you so much for everything you've done for the team, Bobby McCain. Really loved watching Bobby McCain for his five years here. 
going to miss him, honestly, more than any other free agent that we lost uh, this offseason, especially because he was here more for more than one year. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Uh, be sure to check out the last video I did. I talked about uh, overall the draft and between the draft and the offseason, did the Dolphins get better or worse? Uh, so be sure to check out that video and hopefully no, no new news happens uh, within the next day uh, because I would hate to post this and then like two hours from now, you know, another big signing or big cut happens. But who knows? It's Chris Greer and Brian Flores. We just got to sit back and wait for something to happen. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Be sure to share it with your friends. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up.